Welcome to the Final Roar, a Carolina Panthers podcast. It's Jared Feinberg of Cat Crate Block and Blue Chip Scouting, and it's good to be here. It really is. I'm recording this on a Friday morning. I'm still in the clothes I wore to bed. I'm still trying to wake up a little bit, so if I still sound a little groggy, my apologies. But I kind of want to get this podcast out of the way before I forgot about it. Um, You know, again, I apologize for not getting out as many episodes as I need to. Um, You know, this is just how my podcast will be. I will record when I can. Um, I have school coming up in the coming couple weeks. So it's it's going to be tougher for me to record, have any time to record. So hopefully you'll still hear a lot from me over the next several months. I mean, I'm hoping to keep this podcast going forever. You know, um, this is a Panther-centric podcast. I want to make it that way. But I also kind of want to help other fans from other fan bases around the league to be like, hey, this is the perspective of this Panthers fan. So this is just kind of what this podcast is all about. So again, I apologize for not getting enough episodes out as of late. Um, I do work on the side. I mean, I I don't have a full-time writing gig, so I mean, I have to make my money somewhere. But anyways... Let's talk about training camp. I was at Panthers training camp Wednesday. I did get sunburned. I mean, my neck is cooked. My arms are cooked. Finally got some sort of color on my legs. My legs have been pale. And I finally got... (laughs) My legs are finally darker than... Are finally kind of tan. At least for the most part. So. Hey. There are pros and cons with being in the Spartanburg sun, the humanity. I was drenched head to toe. I'll tell you what. Shout out to my guy, Damian Damian Pearson of the Draft Network. Well, not really a shout out. More of a kind of a bashing of him, a playful bash. You know, this man decided to wear long, long pants to a practice in Spartanburg at Walford College. And he told me, he told me at practice, he was like, dude, I overdressed. I'm like, brother, you definitely did overdress. You got to learn your lesson. I'm like, take a lap, do your lap, <laughs> and sweat your sweat your ass off. I mean, come on, man. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, listen. Anytime you can get a good sweat in, ain't a problem for me. Ain't a problem for ain't a problem for anyone else to be honest with you. Sure, you'll get a little nasty, but eh, it is what it is. <laughs> Damien, I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you, bro. Hope to see you soon. Uh, shout out to Monty, Four Man Rush. It was great to meet them. Great to meet both of those guys. Really, really awesome dudes. Hung out with Monty for the most part. Real, just a really awesome dude. We just talked about Panthers football all the time. While we were watching practice, kind of giving our, our observations, kind of seeing what we saw, giving our own perspectives of what we saw. So it was really cool. Mont- Monty's a good guy. 
everyone at the four man rush really good make sure you give them a follow so again let's get into panthers practice first first thing i really want to talk about cj saunders cj saunders has really impressed me i was like okay this is a guy i really want to keep an eye on during practice because i didn't really know much about him except for the reports i saw on twitter throughout the last week week and a half so being able to see saunders in person shifty dude shifty little dude he i mean he he can create separation he can create easy space he can create after the catch he has good hands and fans are like well saunders was at ohio state why didn't get all this production? Brother, he was playing behind Terry McLaurin, Paris Gamble, and I think Johnny Dixon was on that team as well. I'm trying to think who else. KJ Hill. He was behind those guys. Of course, you're not going to get a lot of reps. I think he had Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback. Rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. One of the great Buckeyes of all time. He was playing, on, he was playing for him. You know, it, they that was a good group. And if Saunders can carve out a role as a true slot receiver for this team, that's huge. It's really huge. Um, hopefully Panther fans don't get confused with Saunders with Christian McCaffrey. Ugh. I might get awkward. But anyways, C.J. Saunders, I think he'll make the team. I really do think he'll make the team. Watching him at practice, dude has slot receiver spot in check at the moment. You know, Terrace Marshall... Rashad Higgins, they can make a case for it. But I think if Carolina's looking for shiftier guys at the position, since DJ's the X, Robbie's the Robbie is the Z, Sanders is basically Saunders is basically the Y, slot receiver. So, you know, probably gonna have seven guys, seven receivers on the roster, plus Andre Roberts, who's a kick returner. So I, I don't know if you'd really. Really wish you could designate a player a certain just like as a returner and not like the main position he's actually playing. Just if you need a return guy, make him that. Don't include him into a group of receivers. I what well, it's whatever. It's whatever. But Andre Roberts will probably make the team as their kick returner. Saunders as well. Um, you got Higgins, you got Marshall, then Moore, and Anderson. That's basically seven. That's seven. And that leaves Shai Smith out. And he'll be competing for a 53 spot on the roster. We, if Caroline wants to, they could, we, could have end up ha- we could end up having eight guys at wide receiver. But that'll put every other at certain spots. It could be thin. But we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um... I was really impressed with Saunders. He has a he has a good lead with slot receiver role. So I was impressed with Saunders. Um, Terrace Marshall, getting to see him in person. Big dude. I really hope he has a successful season this year. He is the future Z receiver for this team. Moore is your X, I think. Really do think that. Uh, Marshall is going to be... He will be a long-term guy for this team 
I don't know if Anderson will come back um, once his contract runs up. I believe at the end of next year is when his contract runs up. So Marshall is basically the future at that position. And, of course, Moore is going to be here for a long time. So then Marshall, hopefully he's here for a long time. Then you got Higgins, who has really good chemistry with Baker Mayfield. He'll probably be here this year at for the most part, at least for this year. You know, if Mayfield can turn to something really good for Carolina, he'll be here longer, hopefully. We'll see. Um, Iki Iguanu, Brady Christensen, who will be the starting left tackle week one? And this conversation has come up, you know, you see other top offensive tackle draft picks from this past draft in late April. Charles Cross is starting at left tackle. They've already named him the starter at left tackle. They've already named Evan Neal the starter at right tackle. But Aki McGuanu has yet to be named the starter. He's not even in the starting lineup. He's second team. So what does that mean? Iki Guanu may have a much longer road ahead than the other guys. Evan Neal was probably one of the more complete offensive line or offensive tackles in this past draft. So in terms of technique and run game and pass protection and with his hands, hand placement strikes, he got he's got down. Evan Neal, of course, there's no brainer. He's going to be the starter at right tackle for New York. Charles Cross, very, very gifted pass protector. Still needs some more growth in terms of overall strength, improving his functional strength, and improving as a run as a as a run blocker. But he has the potential to be a very good left tackle in this league. Igiguanu, different story. We all know he's very talented. We all know how good he is. But he's wrong. And that could get him into some trouble. Personally, throw him into the fire. Let's see how he does against the likes of Miles Garrett and TJ Watt this year. He's going to be playing against them this season. I believe at home. Cleveland comes to Carolina week one. Steelers come to Carolina later in the season. I believe it's before or after week 13 bye week. So you're going to be playing a lot of really good pass rushers. Throw him into the fire, starting at left tackle. But I get it. I get it. I get where rules coming from in this instance to where you don't want to stunt his growth in a sense. So I get it. More. Iguanu may, I, I do think he needs more growth in terms of hand placement and where he where he's striking defenders. Do need do think he can, he can improve a little bit in pass protection. But as a run defender, if you allow him just to go after people, he will run over people. He will throw people to the ground. I mean, he may, you may end up getting some holding calls. Maybe some unnecessary roughness calls on sportsmen unsportsmanlike conduct calls. But that's Icky Iguana. That's the type of player he is. He is going to rock your world in the worst way on the field. I mean, this is a good football player. 
but I get it. Here's the thing. Brady Christensen, Brady Christensen, excuse me, he's impressed. He's really impressed throughout camp. Getting the looks, I've, I got a little bit of glimpses of him. Even some of the clips I saw, I'm like, this. he looks good, good in camp. He looks really good. And even in the scrimmage, I was keeping an eye on him, and I was like, hey, he's doing a good job. He may end up being the starter at left tackle week one. I have no issue with that. Oh, and as long as you keep Iguanu, as long as you have Iguanu at left guard, I think you're you're in, you're in a good spot. I think within, I mean, listen, we're in the second week of training camp. We got a month until the start of the season. A lot of things can change. A lot of things can happen. I expect Iguanu to at least be a part of the starting five, whether that's at left guard or at left tackle. So we'll see what happens there. I'm excited about the continuing competition there and how much Iguanu improves over the coming weeks. Baker Mayfield. Let's talk about him. Let me sit down here. I'm sitting up doing this, so I gotta sit down. I don't want keep sitting up. So probably his most efficient practice Wednesday. Yeah, as you're listening to this Friday training camp, Friday's practice is probably done. We'll know more from there, but this is more my observations from when I was down there. Um, you know I. I really enjoyed watching Baker Mayfield on the field Wednesday. That was a very efficient practice. Cut the ball quickly. Making good decisions with the ball. Showing good placement. Footwork was consistent, which meant he was deadly accurate. I mean, he was really accurate. Through with anticipation. Through with timing. He looked very efficient. He had a lot more first-team reps than what's been reported in the past few days or past several practices. It was really good to see Baker Mayfield put on a show in front of the fans. And he did. Did a good job in two-minute offense towards the end of practice. Thought he did a good job. Threw a really beautiful ball to Rashad Higgins. I think he was running the corner. He was running a corner route, put it in the honey hole beautifully. Talents there with Mayfield. I think he just needs more consistency. I mean, we've we've been saying this. We're like a broken record, but at the same time, it's true. He just needs more consistency. So, really impressed with Mayfield. It's only a matter of time until he's named a starter. Darnold was just late with throws and 7v7s and 11v11s. It's just the same Sam Darnold. Nothing's changed. He'll look good in practice. He'll look awful in games. That's that's just how it is with him, unfortunately. A talent going to waste. A top five talent going to waste. Just really unfortunate. So, I do expect Baker Mayfield to be the starter. And getting a picture with him, just being a fan for the day, getting a picture with him, it was really cool. That made my year. Because Baker Mayfield, quite honestly, is one of my favorite quarterbacks. 
even as a fan. Like So being able to meet one of your favorite quarterbacks or just getting a picture with them was really cool. Getting a picture with Scott Fitter was also really cool. Really nice dude. Just talking to fans along that autograph fence. If you've ever been to Wofford College for Panthers camp, there's like a little line and fence where all the players come in and out. And, you know, Fitter was just coming down, just talking to people, signing autographs, taking pictures. Like, just a really cool dude. Really good guy. And I really do wish him the best of luck with Carolina. I mean, he's doing the best he can to put this team in a position to win a lot of football games in the future, hopefully. But, of course, question marks around a lot of different areas, including the quarterback position and the head coaching spot. We'll see what happens, but Fitter, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. So, good luck to Scott Fitter. Good luck to Breaker Mayfield. Let's talk about some of the defensive players I saw. Um, biggest takeaway from the defense, they're fast, very fast, like we saw last year, but they're more physical, and that I really appreciated. I was like, if we're more physical this year, we're going to be a, a lot better defense than we were a year ago. Derek Brown, massive human being. That is Wow. I'll just say that right now. Very physical. I really do hope he has a good year three. And he's able to earn himself the fifth year option. He has to earn it. If not, he'll just have to earn a either a franchise tag or, a, or an extension year four. We'll see what happens there. But really impressed with Derek Brown. Um, Matt Udonis, he had a day off. So did Christian McCaffrey. So I didn't really get a good... Good look at those guys. But, you know, really impressed with their defensive line, Carolina's defensive line. Brian Burns looks a lot bigger. And, I mean, still fast as ever. But I see a little bit more physicality there. I see a little bit more physical play from Burns in the run game. see a little bit there. Grossmanos, I think he's looking better. From the glimpses I saw, he's putting on better pass rush. He's like, he's putting on a better pass rush plan. He's getting there. I think you'll be one of the formidable starters on this defensive line. I really do hope so. He has that ceiling. He has the potential to be a really good defensive end for Carolina. Let's just hope it comes together here in year three. Really do hope that's the case. Let's talk about the secondary. This secondary is going is young, but it's very talented, and they have Steve Wilkes as their defensive backs coach. When you have Steve Wilkes as your DBs coach, your secondary could end up being a really good one. We've seen what Steve Wilkes can do as defensive backs coach. Anyone for Carolina's defense, twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen, five hundred. Anyone? Those secondaries are really good. And this secondary might be the best one Carolina may ever have. Potentially. With all that potential of ceiling in that room, as long as these guys stay healthy, this could be one of the best secondaries, maybe the best secondary Carolina's ever had. Straight up. J.C. Horn. Uh Well, first off, this cornerback room. They have so many guys that can match up with so many different types of receivers. You're looking for someone to take on big slot guys. 
Jeremy Chen could come down and play nickel, play those big slots. He could have Horn playing against those big slots. C.J. Henderson, really good perimeter corner, very good impressed man. He can match up with X receivers. Dante Jackson, match up with speed guys. Really reliable number two corner. Very reliable. Probably a high-end number two corner. And look, I get it. Some injuries in the past, giving up big plays. What corner hasn't? Come on. I mean, I don't know. Jackson is a really good corner on this team. High-end number two corner. He will match up well with the faster guys on a team's roster at wide receiver. If they're playing really fast receiver on any team they're playing, maybe Marquise Brown later this season or later next couple months, assuming he doesn't get suspended. That that will be a matchup to watch. Brown versus Jackson. That will be a good matchup. That's the type of matchup you want when you're looking for speed on speed. Speed versus speed. Jackson, Brown, that's what you want, even as a defensive coordinator. You have guys on this team that can match up with different types of guys. On the other side of the ball, J.C. Horn has the potential to line up at every spot at cornerback. He can play nickel. can play against the X receiver, a team's number one receiver. can play team's number two receiver. I mean, he, can, he has the potential to do it all. He's, I think he can be really good. Miles Hartsfield, he is the starting nickel on this team. This dude flattened, flattened Deontay Foreman, who is usually the one flattening DBs. Miles Hartsfield came in and just laid the wood. Xavier Woods, Carolina's uh, safety acquisition from this offseason, laid the wood today. Or not today, on Wednesday. He's going to be a really good, strong safety for the for this team. He will be a physical player in the box. And like Jeremy Chen, you can play him multiple spots in the secondary. You can play him close to the line of scrimmage. Chen will be free safety, but he will be the free safety on this team. But I do think he'll still play in multiple spots all over this defense. So this is a really good defense, guys. Really good defense, in the secondary at least. I'm very excited. I really do hope these guys can stay healthy because if they can, like I said, this could be one of the best secondaries Carolina's ever had. This could be one of the better secondaries in the NFL if Henderson ends up playing as well as he's done in practice. If Horn ends up playing as well as he did in the few games he played last year. There are good players on this in this secondary. The only question I have is linebacker. Um, the depth there, if Damian Wilson ends up getting suspended for a few games, how does it look there? Will Brandon Smith end up getting a lot more playing time then? There's just a lot of question marks. The only question mark, the only non-question mark is Shaq Thompson. Very good football player. We like good football players, right? Shaq Thompson, that's who he is. Broke out last season as Carolina's one of Carolina's best defenders. He will be that this year. He is the veteran 
of that defense. He is the leader of that defense. I wish he'd played Mike. I wish he'd played that Mike linebacker position because he could be so good there. He can communicate with others, and I think he is their Mike linebacker in different packages, situations. You know, if they're like sub packages, you're needing or if you're playing four one six or four one six defense, six DBs, one linebacker, four defensive linemen. I think Shaq Thompson is the guy you leave on the field at linebacker, and he's your Mike there. I think he, if he can play full time, Mike can be really good, really good middle linebacker. Just saying, Matt Rule, Phil Snow, hope you're listening. Please, please, just play Shaq Thompson at Mike linebacker. Anyways, I, I, I there, there's a lot to be optimistic about this team. Being at camp. Wednesday, you know, there's a different feel. There really is. And I'm not saying this is a playoff team. But I haven't felt a team with this much energy since 2018. First half of 2018, Panther fans, what do we remember? The first half of that year, spectacular. Carolina was one of the better teams in the NFC. And, of course, everything went downhill, and that's how we end up in this situation in the first place. That one hit from T.J. Watt to Cam Newton's right shoulder ended what could have been just a special, special run for this organization. Unfortunate. But the energy I felt... The excitement, the optimism, I haven't felt that since 2018. Six years ago. No, not six years ago. I've lost track of time. Four years ago. Four years ago. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I really do hope that Carolina has success this season. But realistically, I still think seven and eight. Seven to eight wins. That's the ceiling. I still have question marks at quarterback. I don't know how Mayfield's going to do. I don't know how well the offensive line will really mesh together, even though they look improved on paper. I don't know how the coaching staff will really mesh together, how Matt Rule is going to perform as a head coach this this year. Linebacker depth, who will be the true number two edge? Can these guys stay healthy? Can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy? There's just so many factors that can, you know, end up leading Carolina to another top 10 pick. Once again, out of reach of potentially drafting a big-time quarterback or a big-time pass rusher like Will Anderson or even, can't think off the top of my head, dare I say a running back, a really good running back, B. John Robinson. Don't forget the name. Yeah, I think running back could end up being a position of need, especially if McCaffrey doesn't stay healthy. At least. If McCaffrey can stay healthy at least 14 games this season, Carolina's going to be fine. Offensively. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be much improved. If McCaffrey can stay healthy for most of the season. 
McCaffrey misses 10 plus games, you gotta start looking at other options. You gotta start at looking at ways to move on from that contract. So that's really all the thoughts I have right now. Um, let me look on my Twitter timeline to double check if I really missed anything. Um, basically covered everything. I think I have everything covered here. Um, yeah, I will not be at Panthers practice anymore. Uh, this off season, I do have school coming up. I do have a job. I'm committed to and other things in life so don't really have any Wednesday that Wednesday was the only true free day I had to go down to training camp so it was good to be down there good to see people you knew on Twitter meet them in person that was really fun so Hope you guys enjoy this a little analysis, observ- my observations from practice on Wednesday. Um, today, Friday, as I'm recording this, Panthers are going to have another practice session. There will be practice sessions Saturday, so you'll you'll be hearing this podcast at some point during the weekend. It could be Friday as I'm recording this today. It could be Saturday. It could be Sunday. It could be sometime next week. Don't know when I'll be able to get this up. Hopefully I can get it up soon. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon. Preseason game number one coming soon. You guys take care. Peace and keep pounding.